Welcome to the podcast for Runaway. I'm the author, Sabine Wilder, here to read my book to you. Let's get started. Chapter 2. Chemistry. The reek of the science lab roused Susan from her memories as she opened the door. Even someone with a poor sense of smell would notice the odors inside. Dusty textbooks from the 80s lined the shelves, along with various glassware and curios. The tang of gas permeated the air, on top of the scent of chemicals and powdery chalk from the blackboard. It was enough to make Susan gag, but she trudged inside, forcing herself to sit in her seat. It wouldn't be so bad after everyone settled and the class started. Susan sat at a bench in the middle of the lab, but the blue sky peeking through the windows distracted her. It was a crime to be stuck inside this torture chamber when it was so beautiful outside. Anna sat down next to her, taking out her notes with methodical care. Susan slumped in her chair, suppressing the urge to run over and stick her head out the window. As she reached into her bag for her notes, her eye caught the empty bench behind her. At least there was one good thing about chemistry class. The bench behind them was occupied by two of the hottest guys in school. One of the stools behind her scraped against the linoleum floor, grabbing Susan's attention. She greeted the tall, lean boy who drifted into his seat. "'Morning, Will. How's it going?' The boy ran pale fingers through his dark locks, which were always somehow perfectly messy. I'm fine, yourself? Susan's insides melted a little. William Murray was the dream boy of Timber Creek Secondary for a reason. He could melt any girl's heart with a smile. Will was more than a pretty face, though. He had a way about him that put people at ease. He came to Timber Creek only last year. Apparently his father moved around a lot and frequently left on business trips leaving the Murray household open to whatever social events Will concocted. This cemented his good standing with the popular kids, but Will never let his status go to his head. He was always friendly to Susan and Anna. The wind rattled the panes of the lab windows, beckoning Susan with the promise of fresh air. "'I wish I was outside right now,' she said honestly. "'Me too. It's so nice out today.' "'But what can you do?' Will shrugged, resigning himself to their situation." Then his eyes softened as his attention shifted to the other girl in front of him. Right, Anna? Anna tensed. "Uh Uh-huh, she muttered without facing him. Susan didn't understand Anna's behavior. She was often uncomfortable around others, but around Will, Anna became completely dysfunctional. Susan thought maybe Anna had a crush on him, but Anna fervently denied that was the case. Susan couldn't put her finger on it, but there was something between Anna and Will. "'Isn't it rude not to look at someone when they're talking to you?' Will asked Susan loud enough for Anna to hear. The dark-haired girl spun around in her seat, confronting the boy behind her. "'Isn't it rude to keep bothering someone when they've told you to leave them alone?' "'Easy, guys,' Susan threw up her hands as if getting between a fistfight. "'Geez, class hasn't even started and you're at it like an old married couple.' Anna's glare was so cold, Susan swore the temperature in the room dropped." Anna went back to her notes, concentrating on writing the date in the top corner of the page and ignoring everything else. Susan cringed. She had really stepped in it this time. "'I'm sorry, Sue. You shouldn't be made to feel like a third wheel,' Will brushed off the encounter. "'Of course, if my lab partner ever showed up on time, that wouldn't be a problem, now would it?' Heat creeped up Susan's cheeks, and suddenly her mind went blank. A witty retort was right there on the tip of her tongue, but she couldn't get it out. The door burst open and a tall, brawny boy with short, dark hair stumbled into the classroom, his tan skin flushed from running to class. He scanned the lab for their teacher who had yet to arrive. 
Yes, beat Mr. N. Barely. A deadpan voice from the hall made the boy jump as their teacher, Mr. Neal, ushered him inside. The bell for class rang, drowning out the laughter in the lab. Please take your seat, Jim, Mr. Neal instructed. Unfazed by the commotion his entrance had caused, Jim sauntered over to his seat beside Will. As he swung onto his stool, he flashed Susan a smile. This time Susan really did feel her insides melt. Jim Shen was the captain of the senior boys' hockey team, an athletic, handsome, and popular guy. In short, he was out of Susan's league, but that never stopped her from dreaming. Jim had dated the same girl for most of his high school career, but they had broken up at the end of the summer. The rumor was that Jim had cheated on her, but the rumor mill has its way of spinning out of control. Susan didn't know the real story and wasn't about to judge. Jim was still as popular as ever among the girls, perhaps even more so now that he was single. Susan had liked him since ninth grade, but never had the opportunity to talk to him. All that changed with this chemistry class. Susan controlled her excitement, calming herself with deep breaths. Unfortunately, in the science lab, this agitated a sneeze. "'Bless you!' came a hiss from behind her. Susan peered over her shoulder, catching Jim grinning at her. Dimples lit up his face and the rest of the room dimmed out of Susan's vision. "'Hey, um, you got a pen I could borrow?' Jim scratched at the back of his head. "'I was kind of in a rush this morning.' "'When are you not in a rush in the morning?' Susan kicked herself for letting her wit get the better of her, but Jim appeared unscathed, almost amused by her joke. As she passed him a pen, Jim gave her a wink, whispering, "'Thanks. You're the best.' Despite being a bit of a clown, Jim had his charm. The day droned on, class after class. By the final bell, Susan wanted to tear all the doors off their hinges for standing between her and her cross-country running practice. Susan jogged across the back parking lot and down a steep hill into the bowl of the football field. A gravel track ran its way around the field, and a few students had congregated on a spot at the track's edge. Trees lined the far side of the field, leading down an even steeper hill into a gully. On the other side of the bowl, the school buildings blocked the view of the suburbs. Susan was in her own little world, a world where she was in charge. The sun cast its golden afternoon light at a low angle, drawing out long shadows. The light faded faster every day, a reminder that even with the warm weather, winter was around the corner. Susan soaked in the sun and the smell of leaves in the air, wishing autumn would stay a little longer. A chill crawled up her spine, despite the warmth of the sun, urging her to make the most of this moment. Susan's teammates were stretching by the edge of the track as their coach, Miss Nelson, fussed over her clipboard. Greetings went around, and Susan prepared to start the warm-up when someone pointed up at the back parking lot. Maybe we should wait for him. Susan looked over her shoulder. Jim jogged down the dusty slope the way she had just come. When he caught her eye, he waved. Susan's chest tightened, but then a grin spread across her face in spite of trying to hold it back. We'll get started, she said. Susan led the warm-up, making an effort not to pay attention to Jim as he greeted the coach. He talked to her forever, until finally he ambled up to the team. Hey guys, sorry I'm late. Hey Jim. Susan waved him into the group. Does this mean you're joining us? Yeah, I thought it would be a good workout to get in shape for hockey season. Anyone can join, right? Yep, all you have to do is show up for practice. Susan glanced at Jim sideways through a stretch, preferably on time, if you think you can handle that. A couple students giggled. Jim didn't seem to mind and threw Susan a mock salute. Yes, ma'am. Okay, Susan addressed her tiny group of runners. 
We've got a meet coming up this weekend, so the more practices you can make, the better. Susan naturally fell into the role of captain of the team, not because she was the most experienced or had the best records, but because her passion for running got everyone else excited. Today we're going to work on endurance. It's about stamina over speed, so find a pace that works for you. Let's see how many laps we can do in five minutes at a steady pace. Coach Nelson will start us off and stop us with the whistle. Pay attention to your energy level. I want 75 to 80 percent, not 110. Save that for later. Susan took up a spot on the track at the back of the team. She wanted to keep an eye on their starts, even though she would most likely overtake them. Then they would be on their own. Her limbs trembled with anticipation, and she bounced up and down on her toes, trying to shake out the jitters. In that moment before running, even Jim's presence was a dim focus in her mind. The whistle blew. Susan let everyone get a few paces ahead before taking off from the start at an easy run. Everyone looked good except for one person pulling way ahead of the group. Slow down, Jim! Eighty percent max! Concentrate on your pace! Susan yelled. Jim slowed a bit, but wouldn't surrender his place at the front of the pack. Susan held back her competitive streak. Not yet. She drew up behind Jim, letting him set the pace for the first few laps. It was easy going for Susan. But for anyone not used to distance running, keeping the pace Jim had set for more than a few minutes would be exhausting. Sweat poured down Jim's face, but it was his breathing that gave him away. A few minutes in, and Jim was struggling for air. Susan stepped up her speed, pulling away from the group and leaving Jim in the dust. Susan loathed ditching her own drill, but it would be worth it for the lesson Jim would learn. Jim tried to keep up, but there was no way he could match Susan. This was her track, her sport. Susan was in charge here, and no one could take that away from her. The track flew by under her feet, and every muscle flexed to her purpose. She didn't notice her crazy pace until she had come up behind Jim again. Thirty seconds!' Coach Nelson called out. Time to give it everything she had. Susan sped past Jim, who was struggling to keep even a slow pace. It was too easy. Susan let herself go and ran to her fullest, pushing herself to go faster. The whistle blew. Susan pushed the last few strides to finish her lap before succumbing to the whistle. She slowed to a walk, tilting her head back to look at the sky. It was too brilliant a blue to appreciate fully as the sun swam in her eyes. She gasped for breath, then focused on returning her breathing to normal. "'Good job, guys,' Susan said between breaths. "'Walk a couple laps to cool down, then we'll meet in the middle.' Susan walked over to a lump lying on the grass outside the track. She gave Jim's foot a little nudge with her toe. Walk it off. It's better for you than stopping completely. Jim sat up, wiping sweat from his face. How do you do it? Susan swelled with smug pride. Practice. I mean, I could do it too. Jim jumped to his feet. I could sprint like that, but I'd be dying afterwards. Well, it might help if you follow my advice instead of trying to beat everyone else. I was only doing 80%, like you said. Jim said, unabashed. I don't think that means what you think it means. You need to drop it down further, then. The point isn't going fast. It's maintaining yourself over the long run. I guess I'm not used to that, Jim admitted, scratching his head self-consciously. Maybe you could give me some pointers. That's what we're here for. Yeah, but, uh, maybe you could help me out, one-on-one. -on -one. I've got a lot to figure out, and everyone else seems to know what they're doing. It was a good thing Susan's cheeks were already flaming from her run. She had to appreciate Jim's obviousness, 
but it couldn't hurt to play with him a bit more. I don't know. You think you can listen? Of course. I'm here to learn from you. Good, because practice ain't over. We've got a lot more work to do, and I'll make sure you get some tailored advice. That concludes Chapter 2. Runaway is currently available for you to listen to for free. I will release a new chapter every week until the book is finished. But if you can't wait to find out what happens, the ebook is available through Kobo and Amazon. Just search for Sabine Wilder or get a direct link from my website at sabinewilder.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to give me feedback, you can always email me at sabine at sabinewilder.com. Don't forget to rate this podcast and help me grow. Thank you for listening and have a pleasant night.